Welcome to today's Furniture Industry News for Monday, August 21st, 2023 from FurniturePodcast.com, where you can stay up to date on the latest news surrounding the ever-evolving furniture industry. In today's episode, we'll cover the purchase of Franchise Group, Amazon's market share leadership in the direct-to-consumer retail channel, Klausner's shutdown due to private equity ownership, and how technology-driven customization and consumer demand for comfort and wellness are shaping the future of the home furnishings industry. The acquisition of Franchise Group has been successfully completed, leading to the ownership of renowned retailers American Freight, Badcock Home Furniture, and more, and lease-to-own retailer Buddy's Home Furnishings. A buyer group headed by CEO Brian Kahn and consisting of members of the company's senior management team joined forces with a consortium that includes certain of Kahn's affiliate entities, B. Riley Financial, and Irradiant Partners to facilitate the acquisition. The approval of all proposals related to the acquisition was granted by stockholders, including those who hold a majority of the outstanding shares of common stock not held by the buying consortium. The acquisition was reportedly valued at $2.6 billion. Following the completion of the merger, the common stock and preferred stock of franchise group ceased trading and were delisted from the NASDAQ Global Select Market. Additionally, Franchise Group will finalize the redemption of all outstanding shares of its 7.5% series A cumulative preferred stock, which holds a par value of one cent per share on August 22nd. The direct-to-consumer retail channel, led by online giant Amazon, maintained its position as the market share leader among Furniture Today's top 25 retailers based on 2022 sales. DTC, with a 29.3% share, experienced incremental growth compared to last year's listing, where it held a 29.1% share. The overall sales for the top 25 retailers slightly increased from $82.9 billion to $83.6 billion. Amazon, representing around 15% of the total sales, saw a 12.5% increase in furniture, bedding, and accessories sales, making it the second largest percentage gainer among the 25 retailers following Costco's 18.4% increase in sales. Other notable retailers in the top five include Wayfair, which saw a modest 1.3% year-over-year growth, and Williams-Sonoma and Walmart, both registering increases. The Lifestyle Furniture Stores category, which includes Williams-Sonoma, RH, IKEA, and Crate and Barrel, welcomed a new addition with Our House ranking at number 22. Together, these five retailers accounted for over 18% of the market share, surpassing the traditional furniture store group, which captured 16.3% of the market. When considering manufacturer brand stores like Ashley and Lazy Boy, traditional brick-and-mortar furniture retailers accounted for more than a quarter of the sales among the top 25. Discount department stores experienced a marginal decline in market share, while bedding specialty stores, represented by Mattress Firm and Sleep Number, maintained a steady share at 7.3%. Warehouse clubs, including Sam's Club and Costco, grew their market share to 5.8% from 4.6% due to Costco's strong performance. Some of the top 25 retailers have undergone or are expected to undergo changes which may impact their rankings and sales figures in the future. 
For example, karate retail divested itself of Zulali and is putting more emphasis on home furnishings and decor, Wayfair plans to open physical stores alongside its online business, Overstock recently acquired Bed Bath & Beyond's intellectual property and may see a significant impact on its business. Additionally, the acquisition of Mattress Firm by Temper Sealy might introduce a new name to next year's list if the deal is consummated. In the aftermath of Klausner's sudden shutdown, there has been widespread commentary on social media attributing the demise of the once venerable company to its private equity ownership. Although it remains unclear which decisions led to the company's downfall, whether they were made by the parent company or the industry-facing management, it is reasonable to assume that the private equity firm had the authority to intervene and make changes if they disagreed with the choices that led to Klausner's closure. This brings to light the ongoing concern within the industry regarding private equity ownership of furniture companies, as the lack of a visible track record of success is reminiscent of a baseball player being sent to the minor leagues. It is important to note, however, that not all privately equity-owned companies in the industry meet the same fate. There are companies that have achieved continued success under successive private equity ownership. Therefore, it is possible to thrive under such ownership, but unfortunately, this seems to be the exception rather than the norm. There could be several reasons for this. Firstly, the visibility factor comes into play. When a company fails and causes job losses, it becomes highly visible. On the other hand, successful companies tend to focus on their creations, products, and developments rather than the ownership behind them. When a privately owned or family owned company fails, blame is typically placed on the actions of specific individuals within that company who are well known to customers and industry peers. Family ownership is not generally held responsible as a broad cause. However, in the case of a private equity owned company, the blame is almost always directed at private equity, as the outside world is often unaware of the specific executives involved. Secondly, suspicion surrounding private equity stems from its inherent business model. The primary objective of a private equity firm is to deliver returns to its investors within a specific time frame, usually around five years. The long-term strength or viability of the purchase company is not of utmost importance as long as the investors receive their intended payout. The purchase company serves as a means to an end. The long-term growth of the company, providing employment opportunities, and ensuring a positive customer experience are often considered secondary to the private equity firm's goal of generating returns to attract future investors. However, this approach may impact the firm's future acquisitions in industries that have experienced setbacks. It is worth considering this aspect for those contemplating private equity as an exit option particularly in anticipation of an upcoming year of significant merger and acquisition activity. Ultimately, the issue lies in the intersection of visibility and the business model of private equity, which can lead to negative perceptions and apprehensions within the industry. The CEO of one of the world's largest furniture manufacturer retailer companies has recently emphasized the transformative shifts occurring in the home furnishings industry, calling it a game of titans. This statement echoes the sentiments expressed by Todd Wanick, 
CEO of Ashley Furniture, during the 2023 innovation event in Las Vegas, where he joined other industry leaders in stressing the importance of technology, specifically artificial intelligence, in shaping future growth strategies for companies. Another keynote speaker, Christoph Burkhart, highlighted the upcoming era of customization known as the segment of one, made possible by technology. This new era will enable companies to cater to individual consumer demands and preferences on an unprecedented scale. As technology continues to evolve, consumer buying behavior patterns are poised to change significantly. Imagine a future where color palettes are flexible suggestions and customized upholstery is ubiquitous. In light of these potential shifts, it is worth considering macro influences that may extend beyond current trends. Firstly, the wealthier demographic, particularly baby boomers, are a significant force in the home buyer market. Reports indicate that this demographic, motivated by the desire to spend quality time with their grandchildren, is a potential market for higher-end furniture that features kid-friendly attributes. This trend suggests a dispersed geographical target, focusing on communities that support multi-generational lifestyles. Comfort products are also expected to experience increased demand, given the economic and geopolitical challenges we face, along with an anticipated influx of negative discourse surrounding the upcoming elections. Upholstered fabric in plush chenilles, velvets, and expanded boucles are expected to rise in popularity. Nostalgic yet updated nods to traditional styles, soft silhouettes, and versatile color palettes ranging from bright and vibrant to calming and subdued will also play a part in the furniture category. Furthermore, a heightened global focus on health and wellness, strongly influenced by the COVID-19 pandemic, is shaping the way consumers perceive their living spaces. Concepts such as neuroaesthetics and biophilic design, which examine the impact of the environment on human well-being, are gaining traction. Consumers may prefer natural materials, nature-inspired color palettes, or innovative technologies in their home products. Additionally, the outdoor room trend, emphasizing the importance of outdoor spaces for health and wellness, continues to influence consumer purchasing choices. In these times of significant change within the home furnishings industry, companies that embrace innovation have a greater likelihood of surviving and thriving. The future holds new and returning consumers who are eager to engage with and benefit from the transformations underway. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys at the next one and don't forget to subscribe.